the light when it comes inside of you will fill your emotions and it will cause you to feel God-given emotions. It says your eye or your soul will be sound and fulfilling its office when your whole body is full of light. Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. I'm telling you right now that the church has avoided talking about the light of Christ because we've become afraid of it. We become afraid of it because these other religions, false religions, have been using it to their benefit. And when we hear about, you know, somebody talking about the light of Jesus or something like that, we go, oh no, they're talking about the light. They're, they're new age, they're witchcraft. I'm telling you right now, the, there's only one true source of light in the universe and it's Jesus Christ. And he's our Lord and Savior. The light is for us. We get upset when people talk about the light because, you know, Satan appears as an angel of light. In Hebrews 1, 3, it says that he is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being. See, the Amplified calls him a light being. He's literally that. And then it says that he's a, quote, outraying or radiance of the divine. You see, he is the true source of light. He's literally a light being that outrays this, his light onto us and causes us to be healed by it. You know, when you see New Agers and witches and, and Eastern religion people talking about the light, well, they can talk all day long, but they're not using the true source of light. So it will never work for them like it can work for us. We need to take back what has been stolen from us. They're drawn to it because they recognize that there is a power in it that they can't explain, but we can. It's called Jesus. Amen. Malachi 4.2 says the son of righteousness arises with healing in his wings and his beams. That word beams literally means beams of light. Now remember, Hebrews 1 says Christ is a light being, an outraying radiance of the divine. See, he is light. He's a light being. That's what the Bible says. And his light outrays from him. It arises on us with healing in the wings and the beams of light, meaning that the light isn't just a, you know, something that, illuminates around you so you don't have to be in the dark anymore in the natural. It's an actual power. It's an actual power that heals you in your physical body and your soul. Remember it says as he arises with healing. The word healing is marpe in the Hebrew. It means to be healthful, have healing and a cure in your physical body. And it also means to be sound of mind. Sound of mind. Your mind is part of your soul. So it means that when Jesus arises on you with those beams of light, you get healed in both your body and your soul. Light is a power that heals both places in your life. Let's look at some scriptural examples. Isaiah 30. This is a prophetic word. It's a scriptural word that talks about a day when God's going to accelerate and intensify his light. But for a purpose. For the literal healing of the wounds that are in our soul. 
It says this, verse 26, moreover, the light of the moon will be like the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be sevenfold like the light of seven days concentrated in one. So it starts out in this verse, we're talking about how moonlight will become like sunlight. And sunlight, one day of sunlight will become like seven days concentrated in one. Why is God doing that? He's saying he's going to make a Wow, an acceleration of his light, an intensification of his light. Why? Why would God cause moonlight to become like sunlight and, and seven days of sunlight to be coming out of just one single day? Why would he do that? The end of the verse tells us the answer. It will happen in the day that the Lord binds up the hurts of his people and heals their wound inflicted by him because of their sin. See, God's done messing around. He knows that our sins have wounded us, and he knows that the light of Christ can heal those wounds, that the sun of righteousness arises on us with healing in his wings and his beams of light, that our wounded soul, one of the powers that causes those wounds to be healed is the light of Christ. And that's why this prophetic word about the acceleration of the light, moonlight becoming like sunlight, one day of sunlight becoming like seven days, that, that prophetic declaration is happening today. Today, people are gonna start understanding about the importance of the light of Jesus Christ and how it heals us because we haven't been utilizing the light to heal. We have not been applying the light of Christ to our souls or our physical bodies to heal us. We've been letting new age people do it. We've been letting them fiddle around with the light and, and to try to claim the light as their own. But the light belongs to us. It's ours. It belongs to us. And it's a healing power. It's the very nature of Christ. And when Christ releases his light, we become like him. And he is not sick in his physical body or his soul. Amen. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about the light healing. What does it say in Isaiah 58, 8? It says, thy light shall break forth as the morning, and thine healing shall spring forth speedily. You see that? It's talking about a breaking forth of the light, and what does it do when it comes? Your healing shall spring forth speedily. I don't know why we have not been talking about this before. But when the light of Christ comes, our, quote, healing will spring forth speedily. But we have not tapped into the light of Christ. Amen? See, there is only one source of light in the universe, and it's Jesus. And we need to appropriate everything is for us. In John 8, he says this. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd, and he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light which is life. Okay, whether we realize it or not, this is a soul scripture. You know how I know? It says that, you know, he's the light of the world. Whoever follows him will not walk in the dark. What dark is he talking about? Is he talking about the darkness of the world that we live in? There's a lot of darkness in the world that we live in. But no, that's not actually what he's referring to. He's referring to the darkness that's in here. See, when your soul is wounded, your soul is full of darkness. Now, how do I know that's what he means? Because that word darkness there in the Greek means this, the soul that's lost its perceptive powers. How do we lose our perceptive powers in our soul? When we get wounded. When our souls are wounded, it causes us to lose our perceptive powers. Do you receive it? Amen? It means that we can no longer perceive the truth when we're wounded. 
And I believe the main point that Jesus is trying to make in this scripture is that he is the light of the world and whoever follows him because he's the light will not have to walk in the darkness of their soul. They will no longer have to be somebody whose soul has lost their perceptive powers because that light will heal the woundedness inside their soul and cause it to be dark no more. Amen? I love how he says at the end, he says that if you, whoever follows me will not walk in the dark but will have the light which is life. He's saying, look, my light brings life. What does that mean? It actually refers in the Greek, it's the Greek word zoe. It refers to every living soul. He's saying, my light brings life to the soul. That's what the light does. The light of Christ brings us life. Do you receive that? It's true. It's true. When we have the light, we will not be walking in the darkness of our soul anymore because our souls will have been healed by that light. So listen to this scripture from Luke 11. Ready? It says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye or your conscience is sound of fulfilling its office, your whole body is full of light. Be careful, therefore, that the light that is in you is not darkness. What is it talking about here? You know, the eye is always referred to as the eye being the window to the soul, right? This is a soul scripture. It says your eye or your conscience will be sound and fulfilling its office when your whole body is full of light. See, your eye, your soul, your conscience, that's what your soul is made of, has offices that it does inside of you. Your brain is supposed to think right thoughts. Your will is supposed to make right decisions. Your emotions are supposed to be healthy and feel healthy God-given emotions. According to the scripture, your eye or your soul will be sound and fulfilling its office when, quote, when your whole body is full of light. See, it's saying light is the answer to causing your brain to be sound, for your mind to think right thoughts. The light is the answer to heal everything in your soul that would cause your will to make wrong decisions, but it'll cause your will to be right in the right decisions, making the right choices. The light, when it comes inside of you, will fill your emotions, and it will cause you to feel God-given emotions. It says your eye or your soul will be sound and fulfilling its office when your whole body is full of light. This is definitely a soul scripture, and it's telling us how to get healed in our soul. The light is a literal power. The sun of righteousness arises on you with healing in his wings and his beams of light. Amen. I love how the scripture goes on in Luke 11. It says, be careful, therefore, that the light that's in you is not darkness. What is it talking about? We have light in us, right? The light that is in you. The light that's in us is our spirit, man. It's full of light. But it's saying, be careful that the light that's in you is not darkness. What's it referring to? That word darkness. It means the soul that's lost its perceptive powers. It's saying, look, if you're born again in me, you have light in you. It's in your spirit. But the darkness that's in you is coming from your soul. It's coming from your soul. It's the wounds inside of you that have caused your soul to lose their perceptive powers. But the light, when it comes, it says, then it continues. It says, therefore, then, if your entire body is illuminated, having no dark part, it will be wholly bright with light as with a lamp with its bright rays that gives you light. When we get filled with the light of Christ, eventually we get more and more and more and more healed, and finally there's just no darkness left. There's just no darkness left. 
And that's when you become holy, bright, filled with light, as when a lamp with its bright rays gives out light. I tell you what, the more light that you have in, in you, the less darkness you have in you, till you finally become the lamp with its bright rays that gives out light. And what, th what that means is you get so healed, you get so full of the light, that you start sending light out to everybody around you, and they start getting healed. You become the lamp. And you start walking around. When you pray for peeps, they get healed. Why? Because the light is so filled up inside you, it gets released. And it goes right into their soul. It goes right into their physical body. And the sun of righteousness arises on them with healing in his wings and his beams. And he does it through you. Because you've become the lamp. Amen? Amen. In 1 Peter 2.9, says this, listen. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own special purchased people that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now I want you to think about it. See, when you're born again, you join a priesthood, a royal priesthood. You instantly become a member of a chosen race, a dedicated nation. You instantly become God's purchased special people. Now, as a member of that royal priesthood, you're supposed to do what? It says here, you're supposed to set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him. How many of you, as soon as you got born again, set forth those wonderful deeds and began to display the virtues and perfections of him? How many of you did that as soon as you got born, day? born again? Nobody, right? Why? Because we had to get healed first. See, you don't display those things because he's calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light. There is still darkness in your soul. When you're born again, the spirit's made instantly perfect. You become a member of that royal priesthood, but you don't act like it until what? Till you get called out of darkness into his marvelous light. You already are royal priest, but you will not start acting like it until your darkness gets filled with his light. That word darkness, it is that word again. The soul that's lost its perceptive powers. See, there's stuff in your soul right now that's preventing you from walking out your royal priestly duties. There's stuff inside here that's blocking you from getting the victory, that's blocking you from having the healing ministry, that's blocking you from going forward in your business, that's blocking you from uh, re reuniting with your husband or your, or, your other, or your wife. There's stuff in here that's blocking you from behaving right, from talking right, to thinking right, to saying right, to decreeing light, to having divine healing. There's darkness in your soul. And it's blocking you from becoming what you've already been decreed. You've already been decreed a royal priesthood. But you just have to become it now. And this scripture is telling us how you become the royal priesthood you've been called to be. You get healed of the darkness in your soul by his marvelous light. Do you understand that? When the light fills you, all the stuff that got in the way that prevented you from, quote, setting forth the wonderful deeds and displaying the virtues and perfections of him, all that stuff will be removed. Amen? Do you understand? Your dreams will start happening when this happens. Look, my ministry didn't take off until after I started getting my soul healed. Did you hear what I said? Some of you are believing these, you know, 
these big prophetic words you've gotten, and you should, because that's what the prophetic word is, is to give you hope and to guide you and direct you towards the thing God has for you, but you haven't seen it happen yet. You haven't seen that ministry being birthed yet. You haven't seen the divine healing you've been waiting for. You haven't seen the restoration of your marriage. You haven't seen your children coming home yet. And you know why? Because you're still being called out of darkness into his marvelous light. The light is still working in you, but you just didn't know that you needed more of it. You need to acquire more of it. You need to be filled with more of it. You need to command the Son of Righteousness to rise on you with healing in his wings and his beams. Amen? Do you believe it? Okay. One more, and then we're going to activate. I remember, you know, I, I've, I have been appropriating the light of Christ into my life for many years now. Every day I quote scriptures about the light. You know why I quote scriptures about the light and decree them over myself? Because the, the Bible says in James that the word of God has the power to save your soul, right? You know one of the reasons why the word of God has the power to save your soul? Because the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word is full of light. When you speak it and decree it over yourself, light is released into your soul. Jesus is the word, isn't he? Jesus is the word, and he's also what? The light of the world. The word is Christ, and the word is full of light because Christ is the light of the world. He's a light being. So I would decree light scriptures over myself every day, and, and over these years, I've had hundreds of things healed inside of me, and it's caused me to start to become, to actually become what I was already decreed, the royal priesthood to be able to operate in the level God wanted me to operate in because I was called out of the darkness of my soul by his marvelous light. I was healed by it. I remember just a simple story, a simple story. I remember being in a hotel on tour, and in the middle of the night, the Lord waking me up and telling me I had been molested as a child. And I have no memory of it whatsoever, no, no memory at all. And I remember thinking, is it true, God? And then all of a sudden, he told me who it was. And as soon as he told me who it was, I knew it was true. Because I do remember as a child being very afraid of that person. And whenever that person would come into a room, I would leave. And I guess whatever they did to me was so horrible that I blocked it out completely. And I'm, I'm grateful for that mercy that God showed me with that. So what I began to do is I knew that that sin against me had wounded my soul. So I just began to decree light scriptures over me. Because the scripture, the word, has the power to save my soul. And the word is full of light is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And remember, I just began to speak those scriptures over me and decree them and meditate on them and receive them into my soul. And I remember about the third day, I would spend like 15 minutes twice a day doing that. And about the third day, I was about to do it again. I was about to do another 15 minutes. But all of a sudden, I had the feeling that I was healed of that wound. And I remember asking the Lord, I said, give me a, a sign, a sign that I've been healed of that wound so I know I, I won't have to keep on decreeing the light over that particular situation in my life. And I heard in my mind, I heard Matthew 4, 16. And I went to it. I didn't know what it read. I didn't know what it said. And here's what it said when I went and found the scripture. It said, the people which sat in darkness saw a great light. And the light arose upon them. Let's activate into it right now. Just put your hand on your belly. Pray with me. Just say, Hebrews 1 says Christ is a light being. Jesus lives in me. I'm filled with light. My spirit man is light. I command that light to now arise with healing for my soul and my physical body. I command it right now. Beam forth your light, Jesus. 
into my soul from my spirit man fill me with your light cause my soul to become excellent I decree that my soul is sound and fulfilling its office that Jesus is the light of the world and his light brings life my soul is filled with light my body is filled with light and it's bringing me life I have life because of the light of Christ I speak to every bit of darkness in my soul every wound that's causing my soul to lose its perceptive powers I command you now be filled with the light be filled with the light be filled with the light of Christ be filled with the light of Christ be filled with the light of Christ I receive it in me now I am sound and fulfilling my office I'm arising out of the prostration of the circumstances that have kept me down and I'm rising to a new life I have new life I have new life because the light is arising on me with healing I receive it now in Jesus name Amen Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.